It's the summer. It's August. It's time to think about the summer of 2023 already. I, I, I guess so. And yes, there's a photo of Jordan Poole and Paolo Bancaro working out together. Let's just talk about it. It's time for another edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is August 16th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we have our first rumor for the offseason of 2023. That feels like forever from now because it is, and there's a lot that's going to happen. But it's interesting enough to talk a little bit about. And interesting enough to bring out the point about the Magic's overall flexibility and why that might be the Magic's greatest tool. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day day. So over the weekend, look, we're, we're in the dead part of the season. We're, we're looking forward to the schedule coming out Wednesday. We'll have a complete breakdown of that on Thursday's episode of Locked on Magic. Um, we're waiting on, obviously, Franz Fogger to play in Eurobasket. There, there, there's not a lot going on. And so there's a lot of idle kind of dumb twiddling and, and people trying to find stuff and content to, 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 to fill the airwaves and fill the space. God knows I am. Uh, and so we did get uh, what amounted to an interesting thought experiment. I, I don't even really want to call it a rumor because um, it doesn't really have any solid backing beyond just the thought experiment it provides. Sean Devity of Heavy.com uh, spoke to an Eastern Conference executive who predicted or guessed, um, might be the best way to say it, that the Orlando Magic are a team to watch out for when Jordan Poole becomes a restricted free agent at the end of this coming season. To a lot of Magic fans, this was something that made a lot of sense and was something that got fans talking about it. If fans weren't talking about this thing, and Sean's a good reporter, um, he is someone that that I would trust. Uh, he worked for, I believe, he worked for Sporting News for a long time. Um, you know, he, he he does he does really good work. So you know, again, as I always say with rumors. Don't worry so much about the content of the rumor. Think about why is it coming out and what does it mean and really deconstruct what what and how this is being phrased. I trust reporters. I generally believe reporters report what they are being told. Now, whether the person telling them that is serving a different agenda uh, or is or what reason that person has to leak to them, that's really kind of the meat of the thing. Um, and so the meat of this thing is this. The put out um, is essentially just citing an anonymous Eastern Conference executive who says the Golden State Warriors should watch out for the Orlando Magic. Uh, you know, it's signing. Um, this to me is just connecting of dots, and we're going to dive into how these dots get connected. But let's just talk about Jordan Poole and why this suddenly seemed to take off among Magic fans. 
Last year, Jordan Poole averaged 18.5 points per game, 4 assists per game. Was shooting splits of 44.8, 36.4, half. So 44.8 overall, 36.4% from beyond the arc, 92.5% from the foul, from the foul line. He became a perfect sixth man and a perfect complement for the world champion Golden State Warriors. Averaged 13.2 points per game. Shot 38.5% from beyond the arc in the NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors do not win the NBA championship without Jordan Poole. He made some big shots for them. Uh, carried them, you know, kind of gave them some offensive buoyancy when Steph Curry was out late in the season. He was a, a really vital piece to the Warriors and to, to that puzzle. Um, the question then becomes... Is that something the Magic should go after? Um, this is a guy that showed some good scoring bursts. He had 38 points in a game against the Phoenix Suns in March. 10 games of 30 points or more last season. So he has scoring bursts. He fits the Magic's timeline. He's of that age that he would grow really well alongside a lot of the Magic's players. There is plenty of reason to say, like, okay, this this is the right idea. This is the right guy to chase. chase. And, and honestly, I would say I'd like to see another year for him, for him to back up. And obviously, it's a contract year, so maybe that deserves an asterisk too. But I would like to see him back up what he did last year uh, and take his game to that next level. And, you know, I think defensively, he could still get a lot better. There's a lot more consistency offensively. But again, he's in a different role. He's in a different lineup. He's shown to some extent that he can be a primary off- offensive option in the backcourt. And, you know, you pair him with the Paolo Bancaro, you pair him with the Franz Wagner. It's not like you're asking him to average 20 points a night and carry the team, but he could easily be a guy that could help out there. So there, there is, the reason why this rumor took off is there is a level of attraction. There is a level of this makes sense. And, and again, this is where I think this rumor or this this reporting really comes from and what this anonymous scout, what this anonymous, anonymous executive is really saying. There are a lot of signs that point to the Magic being potentially interested. I talked a little bit about the timeline. Jordan Poole is of about the same age as the Magic's young guys who grow alongside them. Um, they would be good together for a very, very long time. There is the Magic's need at shooting guard. Um, if you listen to my episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball uh, from earlier from earlier on Monday, um, you know I uh, jo- Josh Lloyd and I disagreed on who should start at shooting guard. Um, and and I, it's not that I disagree. It's it's I lean toward Gary Harris right now. I understand and, and accept arguments about Jalen Suggs. I'm not upset either way. But very clearly, that two-guard spot is kind of the weakest spot in the Magic's lineup right now. We don't really know what Jalen Suggs is. Gary Harris is a short-term fix um, and, and, and certainly maybe not the right guy to grow alongside this team right now. So there are a lot of questions that still need to be answered about the Orlando Magic and about uh, what direction they're going to go at this spot. And, and so one thing, of course, that the Magic could do is they could go address this need in free agency. And that's really kind of the last piece of this puzzle is, okay, if Jordan Poole is going to seek uh, what is what essentially is a max contract, something north of $25 million, how many teams in the league, even with the salary cap preparing to increase, how many teams around the league could really fit that bill? The Orlando Magic essentially rolled over the cap. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the cap numbers coming up here in a bit. But the Magic essentially rolled over their cap room. They are a team that has a lot of money to spend. So again, you take all these things. They're a young team, maybe looking to make a splash in free agency. They have money to spend. They need a shooting guard. Why wouldn't Jordan Poole make sense? Why wouldn't that be 
the dot that you want to connect, the, 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 just the, the thing to kind of tie it all together. The argument that a lot of Magic fans might make is, well, then why wouldn't you just do that with Donovan Mitchell? Why wouldn't you just do that uh, and go for a, a very clearly better player? And, and, and I think, again, this is the larger point that I still bring out and I still tell people, you know, you don't rush these things. You don't push all your chips into the middle of the table until you're pretty sure about what you have or until you're desperate. The Magic are not sure about what they have, and they are not desperate. So I don't think that the right option for this team right now is to push their chips. So, uh, um, you know, Donovan Mitchell's a very good player, fits the timeline really, really well for this team. Uh, I'm not against the trade idea. Uh, you know, I'm certainly for the idea of the Magic being one of the teams that could very easily make an offer for him. I would argue that you need proof of concept, that you need to see what this team looks like on the floor together what you actually need, what you actually have before you make this kind of all-in move. This is a season coming up this year about discovery and learning and and beginning to make some conclusions, let's be fair. Uh, But I I don't think it's a season to push your chips into the middle quite yet. This team is not playoff ready. They need some winning experience. They need some kind of going through some of those growing pains of learning how to win. And then you figure out what you need. And again, maybe that is Jordan Poole. Maybe that is next summer when the Magic do push those chips in. But maybe it's not, too. I'm not completely sold that, that A, Jordan Poole is the right guy to push your chips in and, and expend a significant salary asset on, um, or that this team is ready to make that that choice. Um, again, the my tune might change come June 2023. You know, we get to the end of next season, we see what this team looks like, and I'll be like, I could be sitting here saying, like, look, the Magic need to start pushing some chips in. They need to start kind of building themselves up, even if it's just being a low-level playoff team. Having a big salary you can move around and a, and a young guy that you can move could be valuable to take that next step once you get into the playoffs. Um, like I've been I've been arguing this for a while now, Orlando needs a proof of concept of what they are, then you start adding pieces to the puzzle, and then you can start being more aggressive and assertive in the trade market, in free agency. So, you know, again, I think signing Jordan Poole is certainly that next step, that step two, but we're still down here at step one. We're still down here... Uh, on step one to to make sure that we're doing the right things and that we're getting the team in the right direction. I do want to bring up that point about salary, though, because it's going to build into the larger point that I want to bring about this episode in that Orlando's flexibility is their ultimate strength. Um, again, I, I don't care so much about the Jordan Poole rumor or, or, or the idea of Jordan Poole. At this point, it is it is, you know, again, we're not that far off from thinking about these things more seriously. So I, I like the thought experiment. And again, that's all I think this report from Sean is, is an anonymous Eastern Conference executive looking at the landscape and going through a thought experiment. And that's what I want to do here. But that flexibility to do the Jordan Poole, to do the Donovan Mitchell, that's the Magic's real strength. And to show that, show that, we got to dive a little bit into the books and dive into the numbers. We're going to get into that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite flavor, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. 
All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. Or you could find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. I live alone, so I don't have to worry about that. They're out in the open and I grab them whenever I want. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty too. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with light, fluffy texture. What what more can you ask for, you know? And it comes without the stomachache that usually comes when you eat cookie dough. What's great about Built is all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just a quick bite to eat. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Get your calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar today. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order. So like I said, uh, you know, again, Magic fans have been talking over the last few days about this idea of bringing Jordan Poole onto the team and targeting him in free agency. And, and you know, honestly, generally, it's been pretty um, positive about this. This idea has gained a lot of weight. And, and, you know, yes, we will follow it throughout the course of the season. But like I said, I really see this reporting and what this anonymous executive said as just connecting some very clear dots. Again, the Magic need a shooting guard. They've got money to spend. They're a young team looking to compete and bring someone along the ride with them. Jordan Poole is a guy that checks all those boxes and checks everything um, that would seem to make sense for a young team like the Magic to chase and, and maybe take a little bit of a risk on. Whenever you're signing anyone in free agency, you're taking a risk. Um, you know, just Let's just make that perfectly clear as well. This is very similar to when, at some point during the last season, there was reports or there was rumors or there was people saying the Magic could be a team that throws some money at DeAndre Ayton. They've got money to spend. He's a restricted free agent. Why not give it a try? Or before all the things happened, throw some money at Miles Bridges. Again, none of those actually made sense, but the Magic had money to spend. And one of the few teams with money to spend this summer, people were like, well, why wouldn't the Magic just try this? Why not try it? You know, I certainly fielded, I'm still fielding people was saying, why didn't the Magic chase after Colin Sexton and send him a contract? Again, much the same argument here. And again, a year of development, a year later, maybe makes it make a, a little bit more sense. But I really want to dive into the numbers because I think they are interesting to show exactly where the Magic are and what their flexibility is. Uh, essentially, what Orlando did this offseason in re-signing Gary Harris and Mo Bamba is they rolled their cap room over an extra year. Both Bamba and Harris, along with Bull Bull, Signed contracts with a non signed two-year contracts with a non-guaranteed second season. So the Magic, they're on the books for this season. You know, whatever. Next season, the Magic can waive them, and their salaries will come completely off their books. As things currently stand, the Magic have forty-three point seven million dollars in guaranteed money for the twenty twenty-four season. So not next season, but the season after. 
with an additional $27.8 million in likely team options. Those are for your rookie contracts. Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Chumo Kiki. Magic are likely to pick those up, so we will count those. That puts the Magic's cap number for the 2024 season, at least with the current roster, at $71.4 million. This amount does not include the $17.4 million in non-guaranteed money for Jonathan Isaac's contract because his contract is now fully non-guaranteed. There are guaranteed dates, I believe, in January. So, But again, I think those are likely to be picked up. I, I, I don't see the Magic giving up on Jonathan Isaac quite yet. Um, and it does not include the non-guaranteed amounts for Gary Harris or Mo Bamba. Before we even talk about Isaac, Bamba, and Harris... That would put the Magic at $61.6 million below the projected $133 million salary cap. Right now, the salary cap is growing pretty steadily and at pretty sizable increments. Um, In reality, the Magic are expected to pick up some of these options. Uh, Our friend Keith Smith of of SpotRack has the Magic at around $31.7 million in actual cap room. So the Magic next season, and they are not the only team with cap room because the salary cap is spiking a little bit. There are fair, there are more teams next year with cap room than there were this season. But the Magic essentially do have cap room to go after a max free agent, to offer a max contract to someone. I'm not saying go throw the max at Jordan Poole, but they do have money to burn. And actually the Magic will have to spend some of this money to reach the salary floor. They got there this year by adding back the same players, they would not, I believe, be able to do that next year. And we're not even including the draft pick, so maybe the draft pick does get them a little bit closer to that salary floor. At some point, the Magic are going to have to spend this money, but you look at the wider landscape of the NBA, um, things are going to get interesting. Um, The NBA's collective bargaining agreement expires at the end of the 2024 season, so we have two more years left under the current collective bargaining agreement. Unless the owners really muck something up, um, and unless if the owners screw around, there could be there could be problems. And if you if you're listening to some of the early conversations here about the collective bargaining agreement, um, they can opt. I believe it's they can opt out of the collective bargaining agreement at the end of this season, or they have to send notification that they are, and that that creates the the, the timeline. I don't know exactly the timeline, um, but. Uh, but if you're listening to conversations about the current collective bargaining agreement, there is some concern that there's infighting among the owners. Um, you know, the Golden State Warriors and LA Clippers especially want the, the penalty for the luxury tax to be decreased because they're paying ridiculous tax bills to, to maintain their own players. A lot of the salary cap is based on this idea that you develop your own players, you should have the right to keep them. Um, you know, that's what bird rights are. Uh, um, so it's... There, 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 it, there seems the, the, the biggest fight, it seems, seems to be based on the owners deciding how are we going to split, what, what rules are we going to govern ourselves by. For the players and for the league at large, things are very good. Um, the NBA has largely recovered from the pandemic. Again, basketball-related income has increased. The salary cap after dipping because of the pandemic rose by more than they anticipated for this coming season. They're expecting it to rise by another 10 to $12 million. And then at the end of the 2025 season, um, so not so again, uh, CBA expires at the end of 2024, the end of the 2025 season, the NBA will negotiate a new television rights deal that is expected to have the kind of same effect that it had um, back when it back when we had the cap spike for the for this current deal, 
uh, when Kevin Durant went to Golden State, when the Magic signed Bismack Biombo. The, the league is expected to have another pretty significant bump in basketball-related income uh, as TV rights are still... The, the TV rights bubble has not popped yet. Everyone is still paying a ton of money for, t- for, for sports rights. The streaming services have gotten in. So just keep that date kind of in your background. That's kind of the background behind all this. Um, and, and on top of all this, you know, Paolo Bancaro's going to get really, really lucky. His, his extension will be governed by the new CBA, um, there will be some nervy moments because I don't think Paolo Bancaro will sign an extension. He will take it to rest- he will take it to restricted free agency, so he can be governed by the new CBA or by the new CBA by the new television rights deal rather than the old one. Um, again, there's going to be a lot more money to throw around. Um, Franz Wagner, Jalen Suggs also could be governed by the new CBA um, as well. If you're just previewing ahead uh, for those those contract negotiations, essentially, you know, you look at that landscape. Then the Magic have two years to spend their money before they have to start spending some real money on Franz Wagner and Jalen Suggs. Um, and then again, real money on Paolo Bancaro. They've got this short window um, to to get, to, to, to align themselves, to really set themselves up for a championship team uh, because of the way, because you want to have, have your team built by the end of that rookie contract. And so again, that's why this season is super, 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 super important and establishing who this team is so they can start building and growing and start becoming a playoff team while they have good cost control on these on these players. Kind of backtracking then all the way back. Orlando is set to have significant cap room for at least the next two summers. Um, you know, again, because they aren't paying any real money for their for their own rookies yet. Cole Anthony has two more years left on his rookie deal before he becomes a restricted free agent. That, you know, that's gonna be kind of when the deadline happens for the Magic to actually make some moves. So again, this is a big summer for figuring that stuff out because they have the nimbleness right now to get things done, to do anything they want. On top of that, they own all their own draft picks. They own all their own draft picks plus the Chicago pick uh, that's top four protected and the Denver pick in 2025. So what does this all mean and why is this all important? Again, it's about flexibility. And at the end of the day, this is the Magic's greatest tool to rebuild. We're going to talk a little bit more about that coming up here in just a moment. So I've laid out kind of what the Magic's books look like right now uh, and why, you know, again, the Magic would be a team that could make a chase for a guy like Jordan Poole, for a max contract guy, like, or for a potential max contract guy like Poole or, or, or someone else. Why the Magic are a team that is capable of getting into the trade package for Donovan Mitchell. Now, no one thinks the Magic, no one outside of Orlando fans at least, think the Magic are a legitimate uh, contender to get Donovan Mitchell. And, and honestly, the longer this drags out um, you know, in this offseason, the Magic might be ready to do it next offseason, so I wouldn't count them out quite yet. I would note that Fred Katz of The Athletic, in his article, I think we came out last week, analyzing the New, York Knicks, the New York Knicks' opportunity to get Donovan Mitchell and other trade packages to get Donovan Mitchell does include the Orlando Magic as, an, as a team that could put together an attractive package, but then notes, and I think correctly notes, that the Magic are probably just not at the stage to, to put that package together to go get him. 
The bottom line is this. As the Orlando Magic build, as the Orlando Magic grow, as the Orlando Magic develop, they have the opportunity to do anything they want. Do they want to go after a big-name free agent? Do they want to go make go, go put together an attractive trade package and go make a trade? Are they going to wait for a distressed asset? Are they going to be willing to rent some cap space again? Because they have that ability if they want to. What do the Magic want to do? That's really what is exciting about the way this team is building and the way this team is developing. They can do it all. They can do anything they want. Now, honestly, to me, it all starts with what happens on the floor. And you can never forget that. It's like the Cones of Dunshire. You cannot forget about the Cones. At, at the end of the day, what matters first is putting out a product on the floor that has a chance to develop and grow, that has a chance that, that, that is able and capable of winning. Now, that's not to say the Magic need to make the playoffs before they start making aggressive moves, but they need to prove to the rest of the league and to themselves what kind of moves make sense. Because again, once they make that decision, they can go do whatever they want. They can go get, you know, do what Atlanta did a few years ago. But they had Trey Young in, 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 in place. They got Clint Capella. They got Bogdan Bogdanovich. They got Danilo Gallinari. And they turned themselves into an Eastern Conference finalist and, 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 a, and a for sure playoff team overnight. Now, obviously, they, they dipped back last year. They're, start, they're trying to reconfigure some things. They went out and got DeJounte Murray. Once that star is in place, once you have a clear vision of what your team is supposed to be, then you go out and make it happen. Jeff Weltman has faced plenty of fair criticism for being a bit wait-and-see, and and I think that is definitely a fair criticism of him. At some point, he's going to have to be aggressive. He's going to have to go after it. And obviously, you want to dictate when that is. You don't want it to be out of desperation because ownership is putting pressure on you to make the playoffs or whatnot. You want to be aggressive, knowing exactly what you want to get and not accepting less for it. Um, That's really going to be the challenge. And it it is a huge challenge. It is a narrow thread to pull. Not an easy one either. But the Orlando Magic are in a spot where they can do anything. Where any option is available. If Jordan Poole is their guy, and who knows, maybe Jeff Waltman is even, Jeff Waltman's sinking that far ahead. Let's not kid ourselves. They know exactly who's a free agent next summer. They probably already have some ideas of what they're thinking about. But, you know, again, Nothing that they're not that they're unwilling to change. They're not kind of lining themselves up completely for they're not putting all their eggs into one basket. They gotta see what this team looks like first and then make decisions and, and go through all the possibilities and iterations. But if Jordan Poole is the guy they ultimately want, they can go sign him outright next summer, no problem. If if uh if they really want to chase Donovan Mitchell, if they think Donovan Mitchell's the guy and they just, they're just they just not ready or they want the price to go down, they can put together that trade package to go get him very easily and pair Paolo Bancaro with another proven superstar. If there is some other player that comes out onto the market, and there always is another player that comes out on the market, this is the NBA, they have the, nim- they have the nimbleness and the flexibility to do that too. That's what's really exciting about the transactional part of what the Magic are doing and what the Magic can do. They really can do it all. But like I said again, it all has to start with the, with what happens on the court. I've called this a proof of concept season, and that's really what this is to me. 
the Magic have to prove that they have something that can develop into a winner on the court. It doesn't have to be fully actualized yet. I think, honestly, I'm still expecting a season in the low 30s. I think that would be a very good season for this this group. Um, Again, taking some significant steps forward and forming an identity and figuring things out. But they have to understand by the end of the season what direction they should go. And maybe that does mean being a little bit more aggressive than they have been over the last few years. That's what proof of concept is, and that's what the Magic need to work toward. Because from there, anything is truly possible. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore MD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Set your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Over the weekend, I posted, I kind of finished filling out the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame, so be sure to check that out. It was a long, much longer project than I thought it would be, but feels like it's a pretty definitive list of who should be in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. We're continuing our shooting month project as well throughout the month, so just keep an eye out for articles on that. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out Locked On NBA. Get the latest news from around the NBA. The latest storylines still going strong. I was on Monday's episode of Locked On NBA talking about the Paolo Bancaro DeJounte Murray beef. We'll see what happens when the Magic face the Hawks. We'll find out when the Magic face the Hawks later on this week. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, we're on Locked On Magic. This is the Cole Foster. So again, next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.